The future is female, and behind every successful woman is herself. At Beach Candy Swimwear, we believe real women truly do shine the brightest. Welcome to the Real Women Shine podcast with Beach Candy Swimwear. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the Real Women Shine podcast. My name is Britt and I'm the founder and designer of the brand and your host for today's podcast. Today we're going to be interviewing Adriana Peterson, who truly lives a life of her wildest dreams. Back in 2016, she decided to sell everything she owned in Newport Beach, California, moved her life into two suitcases, and went across the globe to Barcelona, Spain to begin a new life. Since then, she's been living in Provence, France, and lives life on her own terms as a digital nomad. All she needs is Wi-Fi to just get up and go. So if you're curious about living an unconventional lifestyle and breaking outside of the norms, this is the podcast for you. So stay tuned and enjoy the ride. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. I'm great. It's been uh, an interesting few months <laughs> since we last spoke. I know. For you, for me, for the whole world. I know. I know. It's crazy. Is it? Wanna... Is it? Is it time for you to get out? You need to get out now. <laughs> yes, please. When I can, the moment things open up, we're talking lockdowns again in California. <laughs> it's funny because I had um, I had um, flights to go to California on December third. Right. To spend it with my family and my friends, and um, they got all canceled. Oh, I'm sorry. So you know, it's okay. I mean, I knew when I bought the tickets, I knew that that was always a possibility. So I really never attached to the outcome. But um, so they know something that it's more obvious to them than what we know. That could be COVID or that being civil unrest. Right. But they know that December is gonna be bad. So it was Lufthansa, which is a major airline. And the flights between the US, uh, between Europe and US canceled both ways. Oh my gosh, wow. So well, Christmas in France. <laughs> Or Europe. Actually, actually, it's going to be actually it's going to be in Spain because um, um, th- remember that little startup that I was telling you about the footwear startup. Yes, it's actually happening. Okay. So uh, I since I cannot go to United States in December, then I just went to Plan B right away. So um, December third, I'm down there. Wow. Okay. Amazing. What kind of shoes? These are all-terrain, all-terrain sandals for women. Like, um, think of Tevas yeah. or Chacos. You're a bit of a posh girl, so I don't know that you wear that so much. You're not into my target market. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. I can hike with the best of them. But, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. pretty weird about my footwear. <laughs> So, you know, this is, um, you know, this is a uh, 16 to 36 mm-hmm. target and, um, anybody that is an adventurer, yeah. you know, like nomads, uh, travelers, uh, outdoors enthusiasts. Amazing. So, um, we just got the designs from the, from the designers, the 2d versions of them. 
And we're excited about it because it's a new concept that has not been done before. And I didn't think if it was possible to do, but you know, we have at least a visual proof of concept. So now we're doing the prototypes and I need to see it in real life. Right. To see, you know, do I like it in real life? Right. I wanted to show you this because I, on the last call, I remembered I still have it and it's on my keys. Wow. Wow. You gave this to me at the circle I of I know. And I have it on my keys. I've always had it. It's pretty oh beautiful. Oh my God. I love it. I you just gave me chills. <laughs> Isn't that I have, forgotten, I have forgotten about it. That's the only time I did that. And, uh, and I forgot about it. And now you brought it up and he was like, you know, you never know how we can positively or negative people negatively impact people by what we do and what we say, you know? Absolutely. So that really gives me a huge sense of responsibility that I have to be careful uh, on, on, on how I walk this earth. Oh, you always have been. You're such an inspiration to everyone you come across. Trust (laughs) me. I have my moments. I have my moments. Um, So, no, it's, it's, it's good. Well, thank you. Thanks for keeping that. Of course. I, I loved it when you handed it out and I loved the word that I got and I just really connected with it and I've always had it on my keys. That's good. So my God, it's great. <laughs> uh, the little things. <laughs> so thank you. So the last time I saw you, we were in Vegas and I just bumped into you and you were living the, the glamorous lifestyle that you had always led and uh, have always led. And that yeah. was 20, gosh, maybe 2014, 2013, something like that. that that's about right. That's yeah. about right. In that uh, waiting for our cars to be delivered at valet parking. Exactly. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> so, gosh, I know your life is extraordinary currently and what you're up to. And I can't wait to share with our listeners. But if you can tell me a little bit about life before um, your current situation, and, and then we can lead into where you're at now and all of that great, good stuff. Great, great. Sure, I'll, I'll share a little bit. Um, well, I had your typical life. You know, at one point I had the husband and the kids and the house and the cars and the dogs, cats and the snakes and everything else that, that we all <laughs> accumulate uh, throughout the years. And, you know, I was living in Southern California uh, with a fairly complex life and, uh, and a lot of satisfactions, you know, a lot of, uh, excitement. I would say that overall my life was, you know, a fairly happy life. Uh, but nonetheless, I think that, uh, at some point I, I recognized that it had gotten too, um, too noisy, you know, too, too complex and almost not, uh, humanly possible without stress. So um, that's, that's basically what my life was. Businesses, uh, as you know, just like yourself, I've been an entrepreneur all my life since 22. So always a business and uh, even complexity over complexity over complexity Absolutely. until the point of saturation. <laughs> wow. And yeah. so smart of you too. Was there like a tipping point? Was there a moment where 
uh, you realized this is not the life I want anymore or what, how did that? Yeah, I think, I think it's a process. I don't think, I think sometimes people have an awakening, something happens and it's a catalyst. For me, I think divorcing in 2005 uh, was the beginning of questioning that complexity in my life and what was important. So definitely that was the beginning. Um, I've read uh, in some books on especially Eastern philosophies that suffering improves hearing. And uh, when you go through very difficult times, I think it's when we take inventory of our lives and definitely that was the beginning of it. Uh, but then from that point forward, uh, it's been a lengthy journey. Of course. Amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so in 2016, you decided to make the change. Is that right? Yeah. In 2016, my youngest daughter, Violet, was packing her bags to go to Berkeley and all of a sudden my house was empty mm. the kids had left their animals had left with them <laughs> uh, and i found myself in southern california with good friends around me and family but you know feeling this need and this desire to go explore and live a life that I had not been able to live up till that point because raising a family takes a lot of responsibilities and I took that very seriously. But once I knew that my girls were on their way and, and they were fairly independent, um, then it was time for me to you know, go exercise wonderlust. Amazing, amazing. And where was your first stop on uh, your digital nomadic adventure? So, so I first, um, I first landed, the, the, the process, the thought process took years. Like for example, I would think, well, maybe Thailand, or maybe I want to live on a boat down in the Florida Keys. And I would try those things like for two weeks or three weeks. And I tested the waters with a few different living concepts. I love it. And so when it was time to do it, I actually chose Barcelona and I chose Barcelona, Spain, one, because I speak the language, two, because my grandparents are from Spain and third, because it's a city that I had been visiting since I was a child and I really, really liked. So I wanted to try the city life and see if, if it was the right fit for me. So that's where I went in 2016. Your first year in Barcelona, what did you oh, discover? Unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, well, immersing yourself in a new culture, although my roots are Spanish, you know, I was not born and raised there. And uh, making new friends and, and a, a new way of doing things overall. Uh, doing things differently. For example, when I was living in the States, you know, my usually wake up time was between 6 and 7 a.m. And, you know, beyond 7 a.m., it's, it felt like, you know, you're just being lazy, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, not acceptable. <laughs> There's something wrong with you if you, if you sleep until 7.05. Um, 
And then I arrived in Barcelona and I realized that people sleep in till eight or nine. Nothing happens till nine or 10. And I had to adjust to a different way of living, which by the way, I discovered that was a lot more human hmm. way of living. It's a little bit more slower paced, hmm. stretched out throughout the day. Not that they don't work hard because they do, but they do it differently. Hmm. So that was my first year in Barcelona. Amazing. Great experience. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Amazing. <laughs> and what advice would you give to someone who's starting to think about the idea or concept of living outside of the U.S.? How would they uh, begin that journey? I think talking to other people that have done it, mm -hmm. that they can get some real feedback, some real information on the positives and the negatives. Um, also, we have Google. Mm -hmm. I mean, anything that we want to know about anything is right there at our fingertips. And it's so easy to Google, you know, being an expat in Spain or being an expat in Thailand, how does it work? Uh, what do I need to do to get there? And what was very surprising is that a lot, it's a lot easier than people think. It's a lot less complicated and a lot less scary than our minds tell us it is. Absolutely. So, so my advice is, is think about it, research about it, but at some point, don't think about it anymore because then you'll talk yourself out of it. You'll let fear get in. You just have to do it. You know, Absolutely. pack and go. What's the worst case scenario? What's the worst case scenario? Absolutely. That it doesn't work out? That you don't like it? Well, that's what planes are for. You go back into your old life if that is what you want. But I'll tell you what, out of my friends and out of the people that I've known that have done what I've done, nobody has gone back to their old life. So there's something to say about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And how is France treating you these days? Are you loving it? And I love it. I love it. Um, well, France is a gorgeous country. The French are amazing, warm, caring uh, people. You know, it's a, a level of social sophistication and, um, and true, true appreciation for relationships. And um, to give you an example, I try different houses in different areas to see what I like. And I wanted to live in a vineyard, in a French vineyard, actually live in it. And so I found this vineyard that belongs to this, the Dumont family for 600 years. Oh my gosh. 600 years. And they've been making wines since, since, since 1534. And the house was in the middle of the vineyard. And... When I arrived, the owner of a house that rented the house to me had six bottles of their wine. They had fruit and vegetables, 
a camembert, cheese in the, in the fridge. All this food for me to welcome me into their home. Mm. So I was overwhelmed. You know, I'm like, this is incredible. So I go upstairs and when I go to my bedroom, right on my bed, they left a bed rose. That's how the French are. So you know, romantic, it's just. Just, it's just, it's just class. Yeah. <laughs> it's class. Yeah. And uh, so I, I felt very welcomed here in so many different ways. Amazing. And have you been learning the language and, and getting influence? <laughs> I'm trying. It's really hard. Yes. And COVID doesn't help because, you know, when I could be out at a restaurant or a bar or a social gathering practicing, you know, I am like the rest of us pretty isolated. So I, I don't have as much opportunity to be practicing mm -hmm. and learning. Unfortunately, it's just the times. Absolutely. And currently, what are you doing uh, professionally uh, out in France? <laughs> so, as you know, I keep my hands in various <laughs> things at the same time, <laughs> because otherwise I get bored. So, my, primarily my search business, um, which I've had for 36 years, which is embarrassingly to admit, um, that continues to be my bread and butter. So I continue to conduct executive searches for my clients. And that's fantastic because I can do that from anywhere in the world as long as there is Wi-Fi, good Wi-Fi. And then I have my hands on other startups and other things that are exciting. And once, once they come to fruition, maybe I'll share some more. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's always some other little business that I'm looking to do. Amazing. And do you think you'll spend the rest of your days in France or what are you, are you kind of? So I think that I, you know, for right now, my, my soul is still a little bit restless. Mm. Like my biggest fear is to not see enough of the world and immerse myself in various cultures before I die. See, some people have different fears about what to do with their lives. For me, is not seeing enough and understand our earth enough. Mm. So I run my life now with six months visibility. That's it. Wow. Six months. Beyond that, I don't know where I'm going to be. Amazing. Do you, do you feel like you, uh, you know, we all innately have fear that, that runs us, uh, especially... Um, here in the States, I feel like that's just the, we eat fear for breakfast uh, sometimes, but um, how do you face, do you have fears? How do you face, I mean, you live so boldly, so courageously. It seems like you're just so valiant in this adventurous, courageous life, but is there anything that stops you or keeps you up at night? Oh, of course. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I don't sleep very well. Uh, recently <laughs> with our worldwide situation, I haven't been sleeping very well. Um, I think we all experience fears, Britt. I think it's how we respond to those fears that define us as a person, right? Absolutely. Fear always creeps up. Fear always creeps up. 
but overcoming that fear and plowing forward and removing that fear um, is, is, is really what makes us succeed in life and live a bigger, bolder life. You know, sometimes people say, well, you're so bold and you're courageous, like you just said. And it's funny because I don't see myself like that. I think that fear of boredom to me and routine, yeah. mundane routine, right. not discipline routine, right. is to me more threatening to my well-being than fear of trying something new or going somewhere else or trying a new business. So, no, I think that I do have fears, but I don't let them control me. Absolutely. You know, I overcome my fears pretty quickly. Let's backtrack a little bit to how we met and, yeah. uh, and let's talk about that. That was a, a really, I knew you were special from the moment I met you. And, and I felt the same about you. And we met in Beach Candy, was that right? Uh, yes, we, we, met at your, we met at your store. Uh, that was fantastic. I remember uh, meeting you and I thought you were uh, either the owner's daughter or uh, some young girl that was working there through the summer. <laughs> and I remember being so wowed when I found out that you were the owner and the designer and I don't even want to say how old you were at the time. I you were young. 25, 26, <laughs> 25. I know. And I was like, unbelievable. Um, very impressed with you. And, and, and look at you now. I mean, you continue to have a great business. And, and now you're married. You were not even married at the time. Now you're married. Right. And, uh, and you're doing great. And you're looking fantastic, by the way as are you. <laughs> and, uh, so that's, yeah, we, we met and uh, I was there looking for the perfect suit at the time uh, that would carry me through that, through that summer. And that, that I did, that I did. Amazing. <laughs> so for everyone listening, uh, what would you like to leave them with? What, what, morsel of wisdom would you like to share with our listeners that's putting me on the spot that's huge <laughs> that's huge um without getting too philosophical and too cliche but i think our time on earth is very finite you know it has a beginning and it has an end uh it is longer for some it's shorter for others we really do not know what our expiration date is. We don't know. And we all walk through life with this false sense of reality that we are going to live forever or we're going to live into our 90s or into our hundreds. You know, just today I found out that a woman that I had attended a seminar with in uh, the United Kingdom last, last year, um, a woman that is 47, was 47 years old, she passed suddenly. Mm. And, you know, she lived a big, passionate life. She was a light herself. And anybody that saw her, she was not ill. 
you know, anybody that saw her uh, thought she would live for a hundred years too. And as of this week, she's no longer with us. So we really need to be very aware of that, that every single day we wake up in the morning is a new opportunity to live this life, how we want to live it. And we really need to live it passionately, fully, but not just sharing those words, actually doing it right. and not dreaming about it, not thinking about it like you mentioned earlier, but sincerely doing it. Because once this life is over, that's it. Right. You, you, you don't have that opportunity to do it anymore. So that would be my only advice, to live boldly, to live fully, go with a big open heart and overcome your fears. Amazing. And live life on your own terms, however colorful. However, whatever your terms are. Yeah. Right? Whatever your terms are, but just do it. Now, if you're happy living a small, little, quiet life, that is okay too. As long as your soul and your spirit and your heart tell you that's the place where you want to be. Yeah. That's it. But leave it in your own terms and don't settle. Amazing. I love that, Adriana. Thank you so much for sharing your inspiring life and soul and mind with us today. I really appreciate it. And we miss you here in the States. (laughs) Thank you for the opportunity, Britt. I really appreciate it. And I wish you the very, very best. Same to you. I look forward to our paths crossing again. (laughs) Bye, Adriana. Bye. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to the Real Women Shine podcast with Beach Candy Swimwear. Please give us a thumbs up if you liked this video. And if you want to see more, please click on the subscribe button below. Don't forget to click the notification bell, which will notify you when a brand new Beach Candy video is published. We hope this episode brightened your day and inspired you to shine your brightest. If you want to learn more or experience our famous fit, you can head to our website at beachcandyswimwear.com. Every woman has a story to tell. After 10 years in our fitting rooms with women from all walks of life at Beach Candy Swimwear, we believe this to be true. And we love nothing more than real conversations, real women, and real shine. And that's precisely why we started the Real Women Shine podcast. So if you or someone that you know leads an extraordinary life, has an inspiring story to tell, or owns an incredible business, we want to know about it. Please nominate them in the comments below, and we cannot wait to share your shine with the world.